0: Landmine Radio, Landmine Radio, high energy, no filter, oh yeah.
1: This episode of Landmine Radio is sponsored by Guido's Pizza. Located on International Airport Road in Anchorage, Guido's has been serving the best pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more since 1984. Guido's is open daily for dine-in service from 11 a.m. to midnight, and they do takeout and delivery until 2 a.m. Whether I'm dining in at Guido's or ordering for delivery, the hardest part for me is always choosing what to get because they have so many amazing items on their menu. If you're looking for a quick bite or want to order food for a big party, Guido's is the place to go. Tell them Jeff from the Landmine sent you. Okay, back here in studio with uh, Dr. Gregory Har. How you doing? So good, man. It's good to see you. Family first dentistry. Uh, you're a dentist. That's right. I'm happy. I've been trying to get you on the podcast forever. First of all, talk about... about must have been... Fourteen years ago, fifteen years. When did you open Family First?
0: Uh, I didn't open it. It was established a long time ago, probably thirty years ago, by Dr. Harmon, and and I just came in and and bought into the practice. When did
1: you start working there? Because I think I started coming in about 07. Yeah, it's been 18 and a half years. Yeah, so I was I moved here in 04. and I had, obviously I grew up in New Mexico. I had a dentist growing up there, and then um, I hadn't really gone. I'd gone back a couple times, and then I had this like pain, so I didn't know who to go to and I found you guys somehow and I, I came in and ever since I've been com- coming and I, I, be- I believe I am the self-proclaimed number one patient of family first. You're definitely in the top 10. I, I love it over there. You guys got a great, it's right over on Lake Ode. It's very close to my, my studio here. So I want to talk to you about um, kind of your, your business and dentistry. But first I was reading your bio and um, you grew up in, in uh, Utah and you went to school and you got a zoology degree. That's right. Which is very different than dentistry. So t- tell me about like why you got that and then how you got into, you know, becoming a becoming a dentist. So I've always had a, a love of animals ever since I was a little
0: kid. Um, I always dreamed to go to Africa and see what's out there and also considered, you know, possibly doing something with marine
1: biology or something like that. And so <clears throat> that's like when I was a kid, I remember so many kids, they always wanted to be like marine biologist. I don't know maybe the 90s thing, but Everybody was like, "I want to be a marine biologist."
0: It seems like it's fun, right? Out in the sun, watching whales and dolphins and all kinds of mm-hmm. marine life. It seems like fun. So, anyways, i I knew I wanted to be a doctor of some kind when I when I got into college, and um, it, the zoology degree was super similar to biology, and so it was just a couple classes different, really. And but I I got to study a lot about all kinds of different animals, and so it was it just seemed like a more fun
1: path to me. When did you decide you wanted to go to dental school?
0: Probably, I was probably two or two and a half years
1: into my undergrad when I decided to um, pursue dentistry. So when you go to dental school, I know there's like general dentistry, but then there's like orthodontics and there's like oral surgery. Uh, when it, It's like getting, becoming a doctor. There's like 10 different, you know, all these different paths you can go on. When do you decide like what kind of dentist you want to be? Yeah,
0: so um, early in dental school, um, I already had a child when I was in dental school. So my that must I, have been hard. My wife and and myself, and then we had a baby. Um, and so you were like twenty early twenties, I guess. Yeah, I was twenty. I think I was twenty four when I entered dental school, and we already had a, a two year old child. So how many people? In, I'm assuming not very many had kids. Probably mm, there was probably a handful, maybe ten. Yeah, it must have been, ooh. Out of 125, I think it ever had a class of 125. And so, yeah, so I, um, to specialize, you got to have, you know, pretty much the highest, got to be in the top 10
1: in your class pretty much. Specialized means like oral surgery or something? Oral or?
0: surgery or orthodontics or periodontics or whatever. So I just decided, you know what, I'm going to enjoy dental school. I'm going to do the best I can, and we'll see what happens in the end. And then by the time dental school was coming... You know, after the third year, or whatever, I maybe could have applied, but I was just like, man. By then, I had two kids.
1: Oh wow! So you
0: so we had another child while we were in dental school. Because you have
1: six kids, right? So, yeah, all boys. All oh, boy. Wow! Yeah. Your wife? Did you, your wife? She's like, we need a girl. We tried. <laughs> six boy. Wow! That is, that's a lot of testosterone in the house. It is. It is. It's a lot of fun. So, so uh, you went to school at like what was
0: it? Uh, te- temple. Yep, it was at the time it was called Temple Dental School in
1: um, Philadelphia, and now it's called
0: Cornberg, the Cornberg School of Dentistry, I believe.
1: So had you had kind of wanted to go there? Or did you apply to? Other, I mean, how many? I guess how many yeah. dental schools are there? Yeah. Is there a lot? Oh yeah, there's so many. I think there, at the time there was over fifty, and
0: I think there's a lot more now. But um, yeah, that's where I got accepted, so that's where I went. Did
1: you apply to other ones? And
0: I did. I interviewed a lot of different schools. I was on alternate list to get in, and. This is the one that accepted me, so I went there.
1: I assume, uh, like, many medical degree or, like, law degree, there's probably not a lot of scholarships. I mean, did you have to, like, borrow money and take student loans? We did. We took out a lot of student loans.
0: Um, I had some real estate, and that helped. So we were able to get residency there. So I, we bought a duplex, and we always... You know, oh, so you got, like, a in-state break? or In-state tuition,
1: yeah. But that saved us probably, I think, 20-something thousand a year. So how many... Area, like there's general dentistry, but then you said like periodontics, oral surgery, or is that kind of the three other ones? Or? And then there's um, pedodonics for kids, and endodontics is just root canals. So how much more training, like if you go into like, let's say, oral surgery, is that so many more years of?
0: Yep, depends on, and that, that's my biggest interest. So if I was going to go specialize, I would have been an oral surgeon, but it was an additional four
1: to six years depending on the program. And then how long is dental school? Is that four, four years? Four years, yeah. So this is just like if you're a doctor, you go to your residence, and then you have to do the four-year medical, and then you do the residency, and you hear about these like heart surgeons, or they go to school for like 10 years or something. Yep, you got it. And so you're not – are you making – like when do you start making money? Is it when you get out, then you go become a de- – like if you're a general practitioner, you yeah, can so start working right away? Yep, as soon as you start working, you start to get a paycheck.
0: And, yeah, so it's just – It's a free market, so, you know, whatever you decide to do, there are residencies. If you choose to do that, you don't get paid very much, and you still got to pay back those student loans. And nowadays, there's a lot of corporate dental practices. So ours is not corporate. Ours is just a a small business. There was actually a front line here. I think I
1: might have sent that to you, but it was about that one, I forget what it was called, but it was one of these chain dental deals and how, how much they were, you know, doing like Medicaid and they were pulling people's teeth out, you know, they, they weren't even asking for it. And it was a big scandal. It was in lower 48 and it was just very corporate. Like you're talking about, you know, it was all like a money machine and the owners of it weren't even dentists. That's
0: right. You That's know, they right. were, they were like business guys. That's kind of the new model. A lot of, a lot of people are going into that right now.
1: Well, I like going to you because I feel like I trust you. And if, you know, if I've had a, a crown, I guess one time, you know, but I feel like if, if you're telling me something, I, I believe, you know, I believe you. It's not like, you trying to sell me or saying you don't want to do it don't do it yeah <laughs> you probably be, do it to be honest with you i
0: have never ever ever focused on the money i just take care of people and i create relationships and in fact our our vision statement is where friends and smiles are created and mm-hmm. so and i think our team does a really really good job of doing that so most of the people when i walk into an operatory um, i say hey bud or you know i they're my buds they're my friends, and so that's that's kind of our model right there.
1: Oh yeah, now, I remember I saw you one time on the I remember the airplane we flew down to. We were on the same flight down to, go Salt Lake years ago, and yep with the family. And I was like, oh my god, it's Dr. Har. Yeah, we sat and chatted. So you graduated, and you're from Utah, but how did you get? Did you have like why'd you come to Alaska?
0: Yeah, so I had, um,
1: I, Linda and I really kind
0: of had a draw towards Montana. We really loved the outdoors. I loved elk hunt. I love you know, animals and outside stuff. So, and then we went up there um, into my senior year over Christmas break and we didn't find anything that suited us. And so. You're looking, like looking for a
1: job? Yeah,
0: you're looking for a job. And so we came um, on a way back. We I was talking to my dad and he had a business partner who had a son that was a dentist in Alaska. And so on our drive back, and never forget it. it. was It was a blizzard where you couldn't see six feet in front of the car. It was so scary we were just driving like 25 miles an hour all the way back to utah and we called we called this guy and i started talking to him and said hey you know i'm i'm looking for a job i'm i'm interested in alaska a little bit and he said well do you like to hunt and fish and i said well yeah and he said well you ought to come check out alaska then and so and then i had a buddy that graduated uh the year before me that moved up to alaska and he found a great job up here and so i came up and
1: brought my wife in the middle of february it was freezing cold oh yeah so i i moved here in august and i always tell people if you're going to move to alaska move in january february cuz it only gets better yeah if you come if you come like right now it's pretty good pretty good totally totally so we, we, were, we
0: got in at like 1 o'clock and then 2 o'clock in the morning and went to my buddy's house. You flew,
1: you flew up? We flew up. Oh, so you must have got off the plane and been like, where, where are Because Utah gets cold, but I mean, not like February, Alaska, unless no. you're maybe way up in the mountains. That's right. So
0: the two of us, we, were decide, we decided whether we were going to go to church in the morning. So we went to church the next morning, and that's where I met the people that I started working for. I met them at church. Family First? Yeah. Yeah, so Larry Call and um, Dan Jensen were the owners at that time. So you weren't even going
1: to, like, church to look for a job. You just happened to meet these people. I just happened to meet them at church.
0: Yeah, so it was a small um, small miracle for us, really. So I met them, and then I interviewed with them while I was here. I didn't have a, an interview set up with them until I— I met him at church and they said, yeah, come check it out. So So I grew grew up in New
1: Mexico and and you're you're, you're, um, LDS Mormon. So I grew up with a lot of Mormons. And the one thing I always noticed growing up is, man, the Mormon people, they really like take care of each other. You know, I I just growing up, I'd see that. I'd always see that happening with like jobs or family or whatever. If there was some crisis, they would always like take care of um, each other. I, I was really kind of vivid memory growing up.
0: Yeah, super cool thing about um, being a Latter Day Saint is that you have a community wherever you go in the
1: entire world. Mm-hmm. There's there's
0: somebody, and you have already something in common with them that's pretty
1: big. And growing up in New Mexico, I've always observed this. My my dentist in New Mexico was Mormon, mm-hmm. and my orthodontist in New Mexico was more growing up. So it seems to me is that accurate? Like a lot of dentists seems to be a lot of dentists seem to be Mormon. Is that like a thing? Or
0: I think it is a thing. Um, Our class was probably 30% Mormon. And I think that's pretty common throughout um, all the dental schools in the country. I think the reason why is because a lot of us want to be able to provide for our families on a single income. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, a lot of times our wives don't work. And so, my wife's been able to stay home. And when I say not work, she obviously is working. but Yeah, with a six-boy. Gee, six, boy, geez, six raising, boys. Raising six boys is a lot harder job than what I do. I get to interact with people every single day and serve people. And she gets to stay home and do laundry. And it's it's tough going. Same thing every single day. How old's day. your
1: youngest? My youngest is 10. And your oldest is already kind of, I think you. 23. He'll be 24 in October. Wow, so you got eight more years, right, until you're yeah, <laughs> free yep. and clear.
0: Yeah, I have two married sons, and then twins are 16,
1: and then 11. And 10. Oh, yeah, I remember that, yeah, you have the twins. So, um, these guys, you met them, and what, what how'd this, hi, I'm a dentist, I'm looking for, a, like, I'm up here, and they were like, hey, well, we have a dental office. <laughs> how'd that yeah, go? yeah,
0: I did have a few, uh, I had a few interviews lined up at different places and, but I didn't meet these guys or interview with them or talk to them until I met them at church. And they said, Hey, I, we understand you're looking at other places, but we are going to have a need for a, a an associate dentist real soon. Our associates moving back to Utah. And so we'd like to interview you. So I came in and met with
1: them and talked to them. And what what a perfect time. Like what a, happenstance or yeah. Like a miracle. Time, perfect time. Yeah. A small miracle. Like I said. So when, when did you,
0: did you pretty quickly kind of interview with them or was that? I interviewed them. I interviewed with them. I interviewed at I think four different places and it was real apparent that this was a place I wanted to be. I re- really liked these guys and, and just the name family first dentistry kind of resonates with me too. So
1: great name. Yeah. Did you start right away or did you have to go back and get your stuff yeah, no. So I came up in February and then,
0: uh, I, as soon as I graduated in May, then we took a little road trip across the country, went to Utah for a week or two, and then we drove straight up the outcast. Oh, so you
1: were still kind of finishing school. Yeah, I had, see, okay. I had to finish. Yeah. So, and then you've been there ever since now. You're, uh, not the full owner. There's a, you have partners, right? Yeah, I have a partner. Yep. When did you, how long did you work there before you decided to to buy it?
0: Um, I, my goal was to own something with a, within 18 months. And so one of the partners that was there.
1: That's quick. Jeez. Yeah. So I thought you were going to say like
0: 10 years or something. I thought you were going to say a lot longer. So one of the partners that was there was kind of deciding whether he wanted to go back and be closer to his mom and dad. They were getting older. And, and I just said, listen, it's, it's cool. Whatever you need to do. If, if, but if I can't own in 18 months, then I'm going to start looking, elsewhere mm-hmm. you know, go back to utah or colorado or montana or something like that and so he made it and like he wanted to go back close to his mom and dad and be around family would
1: it would it have been hard is it hard to maybe it's different now but is it is it hard to start your own practice i mean i assume all the equipment and all the i'm sure it's very expensive to get started on your own right
0: yeah, so it's it's I think it's a little bit a step easier to buy into a practice that's already existing, and this practice was a really good a good one. It's not cheap to buy an existing mm-hmm. practice because well, it's got, established. You, yeah, you're paying for. Yeah, you're buying all the equipment. You're buying, it, but most importantly, the patients, and that's you know that's the the main thing that you're really paying for is an established practice and a reputation.
1: So one thing I've always said, and I've told you this before, and I've, I've noticed, it seems like when you drive around, you can't drive two minutes without seeing a dental office. There's so many of them. So I've always wondered, you know, how like, how does it work where there's, I guess there must be just, like, that kind of demand, right? I mean, everybody needs teeth cleaned, you know, they get a cavity or something. Um, but it, it just seems like there's so many, you know, wherever you go. Any city, there's, like, a dental office. Every time you turn the corner, there's, like, a dental office.
0: Yeah, that's... Um one of the r- main reasons why we didn't consider going back to Utah is if you think there's a lot of dentists here, if you go to Utah, they're literally on every corner. It's crazy. But yeah, so the they say that to have a, a healthy dental practice, you need about 2,000 patients per dentist. And so...
1: So is that all ages? I mean, I guess when do kids start going to the dentist, usually couple, three or four or five? As soon or, as they have teeth. Have you seen those? I've seen those weird... I saw photo ones or... Maybe it was an X-ray of like a, a child, and so your teeth are already your adult teeth are already there, mm. ki- kind of right or not? Not
0: really. They they at different stages in development. You'll start
1: to in ages. There's kind of an average age. Maybe it was a young a toddler. I saw this. It was like looked kind of like alien-like or something. There's all these teeth. You know, they still had the baby teeth, and then there was the other teeth. Yep.
0: Yep. So they're. They're kind of like a shark, right? They're growing teeth underneath their existing baby teeth. So they're growing in the bone and developing, and then they kind of push out the baby teeth. And that's what makes them start to get loose and wiggle. And you'll notice that the the baby teeth, the roots resorb as the new teeth come Mm -hmm. in. So they get shorter and shorter, and then they
1: eventually just wiggle out. So with about 2,000 people, you basically take the population, divide it into, that's kind of how many... Practices, you might, uh, maybe some have more than, maybe some have 4,000 or 6,000. Yeah, it's different for everybody. So so dentistry is interesting because there is dental insurance, but it doesn't seem like, I don't even, I get the exchange and I remember getting it and I called and it was like, it didn't even really make sense. It didn't seem to make financial sense. So I I feel like um, in dentistry, it's a little bit more of a market situation for the price of things compared to like heart surgery or brain surgery or, you know, some, um, note and sinus surgery. It's, it's not, I mean, it's not cheap, but it's not like these things where you hear here like to get like sinus surgery for four hours is 50 grand or some crazy number. Is that true? I mean, I know insurance does cover some things, but it seems like dental with dentistry, at least there, there's more of maybe a market force happening as far as how the prices go. Is that fair? Yeah. So
0: as far as dental insurance is concerned, it's that it's always capped. So some people work for the government and They're the, closer to Mike there. And their their other their spouse will have another job or whatever, so they'll have double dual coverage. Mm-hmm. And so that makes a big difference because usually the cap is somewhere between fifteen hundred dollars in a year's time and This is
1: like the benefit like how much they'll pay. How much the
0: insurance pays and three thousand dollars. And so yeah, it doesn't
1: cover But there's there's a deductible too. Yeah, yep, yep. So mm-hmm. if you're if you're just getting cleanings and maybe, I guess if you have a crown or a root canal or something, then maybe. But yeah, it just doesn't seem like it's never made sense for me when I'm buying it on my. Own. I'm self-employed. It just never seems to have made made sense.
0: Yeah, if you if you can if you don't have a ton of work to need need that needs to be done, then if you just kind of put put aside a hundred or a couple hundred bucks a year, you'll be able to pay for everything with cash.
1: How many generally would you say of your patients are insured versus just self pay? Like. Self pay. The majority are insured by far. Yeah. And then some, like you said, some maybe government or big companies might be a little better than, you know, like the exchange insurance. Yep. Now, now sometimes though, people can have really bad problems. Like I think I was, I asked you once or I asked one of the, um, I'm trying to think here, why am I blanking the name? Your sister in law? Tammy? Tammy, yeah. I was, I was blanking the name. Now, some people have, I've asked, like, has anybody ever come in? With like big, big, bad problems. And, you know, I've heard stories like somebody had never come to the dentist, right? in like 20 or 30 or 40 years and they come in and it's like, you know, they need like a lot of work, like tens of thought, you know, they need new teeth or implants or, I mean, do you see that sometimes where somebody just, it's like to get things fixed, it's very expensive.
0: Yeah, totally. And that's actually, that's one of the most rewarding things that we're able to do is, is restore full mouth. With implants, mm-hmm. when people don't have a choice and their kind of teeth are to the worst spot possible, you know what I mean? Where they're rotting out and lots of decay. And we're able to, to use implants, utilize implants to replace missing teeth and give them something that can stay in permanently. And what,
1: what, are we, what did had happen like hundreds of years ago? You just kind of had to deal with it?
0: Hundreds of years ago, yeah.
1: yeah, Like, yeah, tooth, root connect, you know, you had a, I don't know, filling, bad tooth, whatever, they...
0: Yeah, I mean, hundreds of hundreds of years ago it was probably similar to being like a, a wild animal, where you just wait till your teeth rot out. And oh my gosh! Yeah, can you
1: imagine? I don't know. So now they have. I've seen these like videos. You see them on online or on YouTube, but they they can actually like take the tooth out, the implant. They they put like a steel. I mean, like a. How does that work when they do the implant? They they put a steel screw right into your into your into your head. Yeah, it's actually
0: titanium. So titanium is. Inert to the body, so it doesn't cause a any kind of reaction. Your body doesn't recognize it as being foreign.
1: That's why I'm not a dentist. And I they, feel like you said screw right there. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, and they've they've done all kinds of research and put special coatings on them so that your body accepts them, and and then and then yeah, once so the the implant itself replaces the root of the tooth, and then the crown is done later. Typically, it's done later once the uh, bone grows around
1: that implant. So. Explain to me the difference between, because I have like, I think one or two crowns, but I've never had a root canal. What, like a crown is like the top, that's the, the fake tooth, right?
0: Yeah. So a, a crown basically you shave down around the outside of the tooth and the, the chewing surface of the tooth. And then you, um, you make an impression of that and pretty much you're just taking away the outer coating, the outer enamel. And this is because it's because, decayed from cavity or. Yeah, too much decay or it's cracked and you need something to help protect the- the tooth underneath and so yeah that's that's a crown.
1: Now, root canal, that's a scary thing. I've never had that, but when when you say that I think most people get really nervous and like uh oh, root canal that that's like the bad term for what's that mean?
0: Yeah, so a root canal is um associated with pain and as and a bad pro a bad has a bad connotation because typically somebody's in pain if they need a root canal. Mm-hmm. So typically one of two things either the decay got so big that it made it in in all the way in through the tooth into the nerve space, or there's a crack in the tooth and it has allowed bacteria to get inside the tooth and cause an infection. So basically, by the time you need a root canal, you probably have an infection. So is that when you do the implant usually, or how do you? No, so a lot of times we'll uh, what you do is you take the nerve and blood blood supply out of the tooth, you clean it all out, and then you can. Typically after that, you'll
1: do – you remove all the decay, and then typically after that, you'll do a crown. So when I've got my crown, I mean, you seem they, they numb me up. You come in, you do it real quick. Is that – at first, like the first time you did that, you must have been – now it just seems like it's like just routine. You come in, once you do it, it's done. Was that hard to get to that point? Or was it pretty – I mean, once you got taught, was it pretty straightforward? And is everybody the same? I mean, just are some – different than others? Like, is it more challenging or is it easier for some people? Not everybody's the same, just like any kind of profession.
0: You know what I mean? Like some people care more, some people are in a hurry, some people, you know, some people just want to do their very, very best work on every single thing.
1: I kind of meant like, is is the way the tooth, is it always more or less, you know, what to look for? Like there's the, there's the nerve. That's true.
0: But But it does take a lot of practice. Like, First ten crowns you do might not be as good as the ones you mm-hmm. do later in your career. Does that make
1: sense? So when you were like out of med school, and you came up here to work, you were like good to go. You could do that. That was you're yeah. good, good to do that work. So in dental school, you do so many.
0: You have a lot of requirements. So there's so many fillings you have to do using certain types of materials. We had back when I was in dental school, we still used amalgam, so the metal fillings. And then there's oh, like the
1: gold, the gold ones, or no, the metal. They're they're um.
0: They have mercury in them. They're metal. They're oh Jesus. They, they look black. Yeah. So we don't. I haven't placed a.
1: See, I I got the. Uh, I guess it's porcelain or whatever it is. Or I should have got gold though because it's <laughs> in the my back of my. I, next time I ever get one, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get gold. Do people still get? Because they still do gold, right? Totally. Yep. Those are like the classic. Mean, that's what people.
0: <laughs> uh, no gold crowns are one of the best. I mean you don't have to re- reduce as much tooth because you don't have to worry about it breaking. Mm-hmm. So when you do a, when you do a porcelain crown, you have to reduce the tooth.
1: Or do, you, do you remember this is a couple of years ago I was in Juneau cause I go down there for the session and I, I bit into that friggin' taffy bar that I found. It was like a bowl of taffy and I, you know, those little sticks of taffy and I, in my crown po- it was, I think it was like a five year, it was five years, it popped off and I was like, Oh my God. So I luckily I popped it back on but I was like freaking out. I had to come back and is that common? Do p- these things kind of happen? It does happen
0: from time to time. It's not. Don't eat taffy, right? <laughs> yeah. Watch Avoid the sticky stuff.
1: So now I have this memory. I had braces when I was a kid and I had this impacted tooth and I had this memory of like going to the oral surgeon and my buddy went with me and they numbed me up. I didn't get like put to sleep and they totally numb me up and full on like scalpel roof of the mouth and they, you know, exposed it. And they put a hook on it and they, you know, eventually cranked it down. But I remember after the, you know, numbing wore off, it was probably the worst pain of my life. It was really bad. Um, who does, you don't do that, right? That, that's a different, is that an oral surgery?
0: I've done it. I've done it a handful of times. That's the impacted deal? Yeah. It depends on kind of how difficult it is to access. But yeah, I've done that.
1: So what does like an oral surgeon do? Like, is that your jaw breaks or there's some major kind of...
0: Totally. So an oral and maxillofacial surgeon they'll they'll be the people that the emergency room calls if somebody comes in and gets shot in the face or gets hit with a baseball bat so they do all kinds of trauma around the face not mm-hmm. just, not just the mouth so they'll do like orbit around your eye they'll do broken noses oh okay all kinds of stuff so that's but for the most part like they're their bread and butter is going to be doing impacted wisdom teeth and things that general dentists don't like to do. So lots. Oh of, yeah, I
1: got I got mine out. Lots. Why Why do so many people get the wisdom? What's that about?
0: Almost always, it's pretty. It's pretty rare to find somebody that can actually should keep their wisdom teeth. So most of the time, because they're so far back, and the way that our jaws are getting shorter over. Oh, it's like an
1: evolutionary. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So there's less room, and so the teeth come in crooked, and cause. Um, Pockets where bacteria can go underneath the the gums and cause an infection. And so most of the time we take them out to avoid those types of problems. Even under the best case scenario, though, it's so far back, it's super hard to clean. Mm -hmm. And so people will get, they'll miss it with their toothbrush and they'll get more bacteria back there and it'll spread to the other teeth and you get what's called periodontal disease.
1: So going back like tens of thousands of years, these were like when you're reading like raw, like, tough meat or different kind of is that was, is that what that was for? Yeah. Yeah. So it was just an extra set of teeth in the back. Why do some people have perfect teeth? And then people like me, I had braces twice when I was a kid and my, I mean, they're bad, but like, I still need to probably get them again. Cause I have a little, little, that kind of bite where it's, it's not an over, it's just the top and the bottoms are almost even. But then some people I know they've never had anything and their teeth are like perfect. Is it just like luck of the draw. Cause I mean, my sister has great teeth and, she didn't have braces, but I had braces. My parents, they have pretty good teeth. Like, what, what, what's that? Like, how do you? So I was talking to a doctor the other day about health,
0: and he said, the best thing you can do for your health is choose your mom and dad wisely. <laughs> and it goes, it goes similar with teeth.
1: Like, genetics plays a huge role. So some people just, for whatever reason, have perfect teeth, and they've, they never have to do anything, and they just, the teeth look great. What, what How many, is that 10% of the 20 I mean, what would you say just in your guess? Perfect teeth with everything, probably 5% if or less. It's not very many. Have you ever um, seen people who have, you know, maybe never really took, brushed their teeth or flossed their teeth, but they don't have any cavities and they kind of just, it's fine?
0: For a while. My brother used to be one of those. He, he even after I got out of dental school, I said, Hey, you got to come up and get your teeth cleaned and let me take a look and everything. He's like, ah, I don't go to the dentist.
1: See, a lot of people are like that. I still, I still, once in a while I hear that from somebody. I don't, I said, you need to go. Cause what, what's the, I guess the standard seems to be twice a year. Is that kind of for clean? Is that what, the recommendation is?
0: For most people, unless there's uh, a disease process, you know, periodontal disease or whatever. And then we, we recommend that they come a little more often. Sometimes it's quarterly or sometimes it's three times a year.
1: I come quarterly. Yeah. Because, you know, years ago, we, I think it was because of my braces, you know, you have the brace when you're a kid and it makes it harder to, you know, clean your teeth. And then I had the, what was it called? The root, deep root cleaning. Mm-hmm. And then ever since then, I, like, you know, you measure the I don't know what it means, but it's like one, two, one, it, two, you know, yeah. you don't want to be three or four, do you? Uh, three is okay.
0: Four uh, Anything over four means that the pocket's so deep that bacteria have more place to hide underneath there. This is
1: millimeters, right? So are they measuring the depth of the?
0: Yep, the pocket, the gums, and how, how tall the gums are against the tooth.
1: I met a. I was out one time years ago, and I met a dentist and this bar, and I was talking to her. And I said, I have all ones and two. And she goes, oh, really? I was <laughs> <laughs> like, it's Dr. Har. <laughs> That's funny. So so there are some people and and like I said I've met them they don't go to the dentist there's maybe a fear or whatever reason they're scared of the dentist um you know do you do you run into people that have come in and you've they've like their first time going to the dentist and they're in their I don't know 20s or 30s or or older
0: Yep for sure Yep And most most people it's a traumatic event from when they were a child right I mean mm-hmm. the reason why we do or don't do things is usually because of some sort of trauma that we've had or Experience that we've had that was good that makes us do things or mm-hmm. makes us avoid things because of trauma. And most most people that don't like going to the dentist had a traumatic experience when they were young.
1: I remember when I went, I was always like excited to get like a, like a lollipop. That was like some a toy reward yeah. for for going. Yeah, same with me. So uh, I want to ask you know you obviously your whole business is people, um, and COVID was just finally. Hope it's over. I mean, I'm watching the news, I'm seeing this masking stuff. I mean, I'm freaking out because I'm never going to do it again. But if I have to get on the airplane, you know, I blood pressure is going up even thinking about it, but, but COVID really impacted medical uh, and, you know, doctors and dentists, you know, talk about, you know, you guys got shut down, right? I mean, initially there was, there was, you guys couldn't work, right?
0: Yeah. So right from the very beginning, I was out of town and I came back and my, my uh, partner had called me and said, Hey, just so you know, we're going to have to shut down our business. And I said, "No way! I didn't believe it." And I probably wouldn't have if it was up to me. (laughs) But uh,
1: good, yeah. I mean, it was this. This what happened was, looking back, I I hope it's already starting to happen. But I think we're starting to look back at just, and I hope in the future we look back at the idiocy and the lunacy of what, you know, like restaurants, like wear a mask and then sit down and take your mask off, or get on the airplane and wear a mask and then have a drink and eat and take your mask. I mean, it's so. The, the, the lunacy of all of it, but the, yeah, the dentist really got, I mean, there was a whole fight actually. I remember, I remember covering that in June of the dental Alaska dental association. There was some correspondence and there was some real pushback about, you know, we need to be able to, to work here.
0: Yeah. Luckily my, my partner was, he was more level-headed about it. And we, we did shut down completely for two weeks. And then when we came back, we, we just had a kind of a skeleton crew just to field emergencies.
1: You were going to be like the Kriner's diner of you
0: know? yeah, no, you know, the guy who wouldn't close. No. Yeah. I mean, that was my mentality at the beginning. It's like, how can we, how can they force us to shut down our business? How are we supposed to survive? And, mm-hmm. you know, there was no, there was so much unknown about it, but so anyways, so me and my partner just kind of took turns coming in one to two days a week each and just fielding emergencies because people needed to be taken care
1: of. So not cleanings, not just pain. Or what if like, how, how often do you get like a, the baseball hit my face, my tooth got knocked out. Do you get that sometimes, or sometimes it's pretty rare. Bike wrecks, yeah. You can, uh, I feel like I've heard you can, if the tooth totally gets knocked out, there's some some so much time where you can actually put it back, right. Yep. How how much time is that?
0: Uh, the sooner the better. Yeah. So people, the best thing to do is if your tooth comes out completely, is to put it back in your cheek just hold it in your mouth because it's in its natural environment mm-hmm. and get your dentist ASAP. The other method So we're talking like is, hours or Yeah, hours. The other method is to um put it in a glass of milk, they say. Oh. And then bring it in and I ever have that happen, I'm going to I've I have the milk. I have put tea I have put teeth back in for people. And do they it's do you just been successful?
1: Do you just literally put it back in or do you have to put something put it like, right back in, bud? And what the body just reattaches it or so what we'll do typically if it's it's usually going to be
0: super loose when you put it back in so you usually uh use a a wire and bond it to the teeth next door to hold and it, it just
1: in, it just wow to hold it in place and then
0: yeah the body kind of accepts it back in so it won't be alive anymore the nerve and blood vessels are out of it so it's probably going to need a root canal in the fu- in the future
1: That's like my fear is like Baseball, I don't know, something with you know, boom, like teeth knocked out. Like hockey, you know, the hockey is probably more common. Than hockey when totally. somebody gets a puck. Totally. Okay, so you're shut down. Now you're working for emergencies, but you're not. So I mean, were your patients like, hey, I need to get my teeth cleaned, or hey, I, 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 I want, you know, I have an appointment. I have a, because you, you, these appointments get booked out three, six, six nine months. months, right? So you guys have a whole. So you're having to we having to call the patients, or they totally. they kind of knew, or what, totally. what was going no, on? Back we, then?
0: we called every single patient and told them we can't have you in for cleanings. It's going to be a little while. We don't know what's going to happen. We'll, we'll get you back in the schedule as soon as we can. And there were a lot of people that were really scared. I mean, COVID was a scary thing for, for a lot of
1: people. I was, you know, from, from March, like I was in Juneau um, and I was in 2020 and I was actually had a ticket. I was going to go down and do a series of podcasts with Mike Gravel, you know, the, our Senator from the two term Senator. And um, he, he was like, remember he ran for president in OA. He actually ran again last time. And, um, he was really getting old, and he was in California. And I got a hold of him, talked on the phone. He was 90. He was still like totally with it. You know, he was d- d- in there with the Pentagon papers, and he has all this history. And you know, he was two-term senator. But it was right in like mid-March of 20, and and I count because I was just nervous about not so much a little bit the COVID thing because it was so new, but I was didn't want to get stuck in California and not be able to come back because that, that was the time they were talking about you know, we don't know what's gonna happen. Everything might get shut down, airports, planes. So I didn't do it and and I should have done it because he died. And I just look, looking back this, I mean, that would have been a great history, oral history to talk to this guy about his, you know, time. But I'd say from March until about June, maybe maybe May, for a few months, I was like, okay, we don't know what this is. I mean, Spanish flu was a 2% killer. That's a lot, a lot of people could die, you know, no one knew, you know, but at some point, I was like, okay, this is like, we need to like move on. And it took us a long, and I was one of the like louder voices here in kind of the media world because a lot of people were just so scared to to speak out against the masking or the distancing or the business shutdowns. Well, it, w- it was a real thing. And a lot of people people's lives were really affected
0: by it, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, we don't want to diminish the, <clears throat> the reality of that.
1: Well, I w- and I, what I said really early on, I said... I said, people under forty who are healthy, or you know, under fifty who are healthy, they should. I absolutely. If you're older, if you're immunocompromised, if you have health problems, absolutely, those people should be very cautious. But, but it wasn't. They, we didn't do that. We it was everybody, the whole schools, and I mean, this whole thing about these kids wearing these masks. I mean, there's been so much research that I've read about. Kids need to see the mouth moving when they're developing language, and uh, you know, these kids for years had to have this. These, these little kids, like three, four, five year old kids, having wearing a mask. I mean, it's, it's just. I get so angry when I talk about it Well there was
0: there like I said, there was a lot of people who were really affected by it and lost loved ones and oh yeah,
1: no I have a friend by his dad who was pneumonia and he got it afterwards in, in New Mexico he was older and yeah, he, yeah absolutely people not, not you know real thing and and but what's what's the cost of, of doing what we did you know that's where I, I, at some point we could we could all be really safe and never get shot or never get in, in, in accidents if we just stayed home. You know, we'd have a low murder rate, we'd have a low car death rate, but we'd all be stuck in our. So it's always about risk reward, you know.
0: Looking back on it now, it, I'm not as upset as I was at the time because I was scared to death, you know. And they, but they didn't have the people, the powers that be didn't have all the information, and they were trying to do what they thought
1: was best. When um, how long did it take you to guys get back to kind of normal like operations? Mm, probably January twenty 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 one. Yeah. And then, now for a lot of the uh, hygiene, I mean, they're already kind of wearing masks maybe, right? All so wearing masks. All, yeah. So maybe maybe the masking for you wasn't as big of a deal than other people who never, never wear them.
0: Yeah, we wore them continuously during that time. We didn't, in other words, when we went to our desk or we were walking around the office, we would just continue to wear them. We wouldn't take them off like we do now.
1: Now, you had also had another business you had started. It was a surgery-type deal, which was downstairs from your... Uh, you guys are on, over there on Lake Otis. By the way, family, f- folks, if you need a dentist, I'm not getting paid for this, but you got to go to family first. They're, they're awesome right on Lake Otis. But that was during COVID, right? I mean, that was that other business. And I assume that maybe had an impact on that business. Totally. We had started it just uh, several months before, and it was
0: going to be just a place where I could just do the bigger surgeries that I wanted to do. And we were just kind of getting up on step and and getting a patient inflow and and everything, and then COVID hit, and it was just an expense at that point that we couldn't continue to, we couldn't justify continuing to do it.
1: So these are surgeries like your degree. You don't have a, you don't have an oral surgery degree, right?
0: No. Kind of the cool thing about being a general dentist is through continuing education and learning as you go, you can whatever you feel comfortable doing, you can do. And so I've done a ton of surgery since I'm in school. We did a lot like that was one of the blessings of going to temple is that we had so many patients that needed extractions and bone grafts and different things. And so we got a lot of experience with that. And then I even got to do a few implants while I was in dental school. So
1: what's considered surgery? Is that like a root canal? Is that surgery or? No. So so typically,
0: when you talk about surgery in the mouth, it's extractions, bone grafts, sinus lifts, things that have to do with bone and implants and and sinus
1: lift. What what's that about?
0: So, so sometimes in the back of your mouth, your sinuses are so big, there's not a lot of bone to support the implants, and so you, in in order to in order to get an implant in there, you need to um, go in through the side of the jaw and lift up the membrane and pack bone in there. Mm-hmm. And now you can have enough bone that you can... So this
1: is kind of almost like into. probably similar to what, to what ENTs are doing. Similar kind of... Yes.
0: Maybe. I mean, similar. They 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 spend a lot of time cleaning out sinuses and, and dealing with sinus issues, infections, and different things. But in this case, we're actually adding bone to it so we can get have enough bone to support the implant.
1: So the other thing I was going to ask you about is, this is maybe a more trendy, you hear about these veneers. That's a thing I know people are... I spent 10, look at my teeth. I got, that's kind of not an implant, but that's more of like, uh, people get them on the front of their teeth, right? They get like, it looks really nice. What's, what's that? That's like kind of almost a little bit of a crown for, it's more of appearance than maybe dental like, like needs, right?
0: Most of the time it's a cosmetic thing. And so I kind of describe it to patients as kind of like when, when ladies get their nails done or people get their nails done. Mm Mm-hmm. And they kind of rough up the surface and and put some etch on there. And oh, then, then they, they have those
1: big kind of fake. Na-
0: and then they glue the nail. Yeah. You know. Then they glue the fake nail to the nail. It's kind of like that on teeth. It's a cosmetic thing.
1: So what is what would that run? What, what is that expensive? It depends on how many you get or what. Totally, yeah. It's
0: similar to a the uh, price of a crown.
1: That's uh, more of a market. I'm assuming more of a market insurance isn't paying for that, right? Those people are
0: typically they don't pay for it unless there's some sort of, you can sometimes justify it. If there's problems with the tooth, like decay on it or whatever, and you can just do minimal prep veneers instead of crowns.
1: So, and I always, when i come in, they always, you know, and still me and flossing and I'm, I'm a little bit lazy about it sometimes, but if people do take care of their, if they do go to the dentist and they do brush their teeth and, you know, floss, uh, You know, are they always going to be good? Or do some people, it seems like I've, you know, I've had some crowns and some things and it seems like I try really, really hard, but, you know, other people, they don't seem to do anything and they're fine. Is it like going back to those kind of genetics and, you know, know, how luck of the draw?
0: Yeah. Picking your mom and dad is the most important thing, (laughs) but um, for sure it helps a lot to, there's only one thing that causes cavities and that's bacteria stuck to your teeth. And so as long as you can keep that bacteria out of there and keep it clean, then you can't, I mean, you won't get a cavity.
1: What about the water pick? Is that something, is that a good thing? A lot of these home little, I've had them before, but I don't know. I just really don't like doing it.
0: Yeah, water picks are good for people that have big spaces in between their teeth. Basically, it just kind of flushes out the big stuff out of your teeth, but it doesn't get all the bacteria.
1: You guys have the, when I go in there, you guys have the super water, pick. you know, they use, right? When they're cleaning the teeth, they have the water, the really high pressure water, yeah, that's, that's yeah, like, that's kind, like kinda. water pick on steroids.
0: Yeah, kind of. It ha- it actually is a ultrasonic, so it has a yeah, it, right. It vibrates like ten thousand times a second or something like that.
1: Well, that's about dentistry. I just want the last thing I want to ask you: What do you got going this summer? It's been kind of a you know, not great summer, the weather at least. But you know, I know you, you have a you have a cabin. You go up the Willow. Is it Willow near Willow? Yeah, it's out. It's out
0: just past uh, just past Willow, and we go out there, um, spend a lot of time out there with the kids and. We've got a floating dock and we kind of paddle around. It's not really a motorized lake, so we. Which lake? Um, it's Caswell. It's Caswell Lake.
1: I'm. I'm. A, me and a buddy. We're just looking. Hopefully, we're going to get it done. But we found this lady, and it's kind of a long story. But we're looking to hopefully close on some property on Crooked Lake. Oh, cool. Up by Big Lake. Cool. So it's just raw land. We'll have to you know build something on it, but hopefully we get that all done, and then we'll have to have you out.
0: Yeah. Super cool.
1: It's um. It's so hard to find land out there, you know, in that in that big lake area with Willow, it's nothing's really up. I mean, there are some things for sale, but they're so expensive. And then once something hits the market, it just seems to go for like, you know, I don't know when you got yours, but the prices out there have really kind of gone up a lot.
0: Yeah. That's part of inflation, right? I mean, everything's gone way up real estate, especially.
1: Yeah. No, the, um, how's that affecting your, I mean, are, are people, you know, it seems like you want to always do your teeth. but That seems like something maybe people might neglect if, 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 it's like a, a money thing, you know,
0: if it comes down to it, I, I think we're just a tiny bit behind the curve. So we haven't been hit super hard yet. I'm hoping that we do a good enough job that people will just keep coming in and letting us take care of them.
1: What's the uh, biggest piece of advice you'd give people as far as your teeth go? If you could tell people like one thing, do this,
0: get a ultrasonic or a, a Sonic care toothbrush Oh, yeah, those are nice. An electric Sonicare toothbrush. And um, make sure you're brushing two times a day for at least two minutes. And always floss at least once a day.
1: And go see if you have any problems. I'm going to say go see my buddy Dr. Har over at Family First.
0: <laughs> All right, cool, man.
1: Well, thanks a lot, Dr. Har. It was great talking to you. I, uh, I actually learned a lot. And uh will have to have you on again sometime. But uh, thanks for coming on. And uh, I think I have an appointment coming up here in a few weeks. So I'll be seeing you there. Cool man, can't wait, buddy.
0: We've been we've been trying to make this happen for like four years. I feel like
1: every time I see you, I I I ask you about it. So I, I texted you, and I think probably you were like, "All right, fine."
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool.
1: I'll do it. And then you, you just bought yourself a couple of years for
0: <laughs> all right. Cool man. <laughs> for I the next that. one,
1: okay, folks. If um if you want to get a hold of Dr. Hard, it's Family First Dentistry, and you can call or you can I guess walk in. And uh, I really recommend. There's three of you guys over there, and then there's a great staff. So big fan of um, Tammy, and there's a whole crew over there that I really like. And I'm still we got to get me the number one patient. Um, Photograph and maybe, you know, a little little um, what's it called? Ceremonial wall post uh, on the the wall there. I'll I'll provide that for you.
0: Okay, we're working on that.
1: I'll bring that. Yeah, I'll bring on it. We've been working on that for about ten years, so (laughs) I'll get I'll get that to you. Thanks again, Doctor Hart. Really appreciate it for coming on. Thanks, Jeff. Okay, folks, if you have an idea for a podcast or want to do a podcast, get a hold of me and stay tuned for the next one.